Steelers. I'm Obvious Steve. And this is Obvious John. Obvious John, who is one beat slow today. But <laughs> Okay, John, how you doing? I'm well, and yourself? I'm good, John. Uh, I have survived so far uh, the recreation of uh, Noah's lifetime in northeastern Pennsylvania. Uh, I don't know if it's going to rain again today, but it's already rained once, so uh, we're feeling really good about our, our run at this point. And we've had uh, some a lot of rain and, and storm storms here in this area as well, so it's been a pretty wet summer for us beginning yeah. already. Yeah, but I, I suspect the, the current temperature probably baked some of that out of the air, John. Yeah, but that also means that there's extreme humidity that comes with it. Yeah, well, that, that's, that would that would be uh, your part of Texas, right? 98 with uh, 80% humidity, right? No, not real. I mean, it doesn't seem to be that humid very often. I mean, usually it's above 80% is pretty humid for us, so. There you go. Yeah. Well, Houston, we, we, you know, is a different story. Ah, yes, your, your beloved Houston, yes. <laughs> so, 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 John, let's let's get into it here. Uh, uh, you you promised via text to uh, cover big little lies for us this week, so uh, feel free to uh, say your piece about uh, this week's episode. Uh, this week's episode was a lot better than last week's, I think. Uh, Madeline gets busted in one of her big little lies, um, so things are starting to uh, spiral downhill quickly for her, it appears, and... Uh, we get introduced to um, Zoe Kravitz's um, mother this week as well, and she seems to have some uh, uh, voodoo-type stuff that, that she uh, likes to enforce. And mm. She's yeah. also a very strong woman that uh, yeah. is strong in her opinions, and mm. uh, it was a very uncomfortable conversation that her and her husband had at dinner. And She's a little cray-cray. She's a little cray cray. They all, they all are a little cray cray. Laura they're, Dern's they're character. We're, we're headed, we're headed towards all being cray cray. Yeah. Yeah, Laura Dern's character is pretty crazy. Uh, she, yeah, because she always wanted to be rich. Yes, she uh, apparently she. There's a backstory there. Apparently, she grew up poor. So. Oh, is that is that the backstory? So the, by her reactions and some of the comments she made, it seems that way. Hmm. And of course. Uh, the great um, Meryl was was on point as usual. So, yeah. well, it's a good well, episode. Let, let me just break break it down for for those of you uh, who are keeping score at home. Uh, a week ago, uh, Reese Witherspoon's uh, character uh, told her daughter she was going to uh, college because she didn't go. And shut up, you're going. And this because I week, said so. And this is uh, this week. Laura Dern is. Uh, uh, I, I don't care if you're behind bars or what's going on. Uh, I'm going to be rich uh, no matter what. Uh, you know, I married you to be rich. So uh, they have two of their characters uh, have just kind of out of their own mouths kind of condemned themselves with their charm. So uh, in the first two <laughs> weeks. And that's, yep. that's not even getting into Meryl Streep's character and what's going on with Nicole Kidman. Uh, which the dynamic of which is not pretty at all. And we're pretty certain that Meryl and uh, Nicole are not going to be anywhere near on the same side here shortly. Yeah, I would yeah. agree with that. Yeah. So, so it's always, always good. Uh, the revelation uh, that uh, your, your uh, son 
uh, has fathered a child with somebody else and the delicate explanation was uh, she was not a consenting partner. Uh, it has made for uh, made for an entertaining uh, 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 episode and uh, will be entertaining going forward because, of course, Meryl can't believe it of him. He was too wonderful for that. Oh, yeah. He was, you know, a godsend. Yes. And I forgot to mention that, yeah, she learned of um, Ziggy and uh, how he came about. So Yeah, how, how yes. There you go. So that that has been fun. Uh, we we have discussed alternative shows to watch, but uh, right now I'm just going, as Sheldon uh, Cooper would say, I'm just going to continue to suffer in silence and uh, and uh, go go on. It's a short season. It's a short yes. There there is always that. So so last weekend, um, John, we went to the movies and saw the new Men in Black picture, which. Uh, if you haven't looked, John, Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave it a solid 24%. Really? Yeah. But we, we, went, we went anyway. Uh, Mrs. Hicks likes to read what the, uh, the audience gives it, and they were more like 80%. So it is an interesting uh, – sometimes you wonder what the critics uh, are looking at, but uh, – uh, I thought it, it, it was pretty good. I, I, I would I would recommend, especially if you've seen the earlier Men in Black movies, uh, and definitely if you're a Chris Hemsworth fan, uh, he takes his shirt off multiple times. So I, I know that that has some appeal for some people. So yes, uh, just always. just put that pl- plug out there. Uh, so so that uh, it was it was a pretty pretty good flick. Uh, I don't think I can claim that it was terribly surprising, but it had a, not, a couple of nice wrinkles uh, that uh, I, I think uh, made it worth watching and kept you interested. So good, good. Well, so so John, uh, sometimes you know we we look back more than we look forward. So I, I realize that there's something big coming next week so that we we probably ought to talk about for a moment. You know, and what's next week that I, I keep hearing all about? Two nights next week, John. I, I don't know. Really? The the the, the first Democratic candidate uh, debates, John. Oh, yeah. We, we, Wednesday, Wednesday and Thursday night, John. Yeah. Well, th- there you go. So, John, that was my, my next question. What's the likelihood of uh, obvious John uh, watching? Zero. Zero. Um, I am. I mean, are you declaring... I mean, are you going to be one of the 85 uh, Democratic candidates that are going to start in this jump in the election here? No, I, I, th- I think I'm I think I'm behind the eight ball this time, John. I'm too far behind and I'm too young, I think, John. I, yeah, I, th- I think I think you had to be in your 70s to, to really make a run <laughs> at it based on what I'm seeing, both in the White House and uh, amongst the people who are uh, the lead challengers are getting there. So I'm a little young for that. So, yeah. How old is, I mean, I, I don't know. How old is Joe Biden? He's older than the, I, I think he'll be 78 by the time he's inaugurated. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, they're, they're a, they're a feisty young crowd. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> and, he and Bernie and, and Elizabeth are, are, are uh, yes, not, not, none of them youngsters. And of course, then you've got uh, Mayor Pete from, uh, south bend who's barely old enough to vote so uh i guess you got the yin and the yang there so so john uh it really is i brought this up i I knew what you were going to say about watching it but 
uh, listening to them discuss it, it, it really does sound like a sport. You know, they, they had to break them up into two different flights, you know, uh, 10 <laughs> on each night. And then there's, a, I, I've heard multiple discussions, including in my living room, about whether you wanted to be in this flight or, or on this night or the other night. Did you want to be in with Biden, or who's the big heavy favorite at this point? Or did you want to be on the other night so you could shine? I mean, it really, it really is kind of like seeding and everything. It's kind of fascinating to hear the same kind of discussions about, kind of, kind of like the U.S. women national team about, Hey, do you want to you want to duck and be in the other bracket, and uh, which might be easier, or do you want to really play, you know, in the big leagues uh, and maybe get beat? Uh, so it's been it's kind of kind of interesting to see how it plays out, uh, kind of like a sporting event. And of course, in these days, politics is a lot like sport in this country. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, well, just not well, as entertaining as sports. Well, for most, I guess for I've some been, people, I've, find it entertaining. I've I watched a lot. Yeah, I've watched a lot of women's soccer the last couple of weeks, John. So I, I don't know. That's sometimes that might be a toss-up. Uh, I, I mean, I, I I don't know why I put the word women. You know how soccer can be, right, John? So yeah, uh, I, I watched one zero-zero draw. So it doesn't get much more exciting than that, John. It's pretty riveting. I, 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 I think there was actually a, a yardstick on the sidelines that you could calculate how much the grass had grown. So to make sure that uh, you knew time had passed. <laughs> All right, John. So the women's team, uh, beautiful segue on my part, by the way. Uh, yeah. Just a few minutes ago, finished uh, undefeated in their group, beat the Swedes 2-0. Two, two uh, yeah, didn't give up a goal. Did not. They, no, they have not given up a goal, and it's a record 18 they scored in their three games. And so they are on collision course with the French. Uh, if they can beat Spain, and uh, I don't remember who the French play, uh, they will play in the round of eight next week, uh, I think on Friday or Saturday, uh, a week from now. So, John, uh, any any comments about how the women's team is going or anything else? I know they're, they're, they're playing great soccer. It looks good. I mean, they're doing what they came to do. Um, kick some tail and, and uh, hopefully they continue on with their, with their dominance. Okay. So John, I heard a couple talk shows ha- have a, a not very long lived discussion. Well, may- maybe it was even the Fox pregame show talking about whether they should have thrown today's game so that they got in the other side of the bracket from the French. That's weak. You want to be that the weak? best. You want to be the best, beat the best. Is that is that right? Yeah. So so you think uh, there there was not much chance of? Uh, do you think they sat around in the in, in the U.S. Uh, team locker room talking such shit? Hey hey, let's <laughs> yeah. throw this game so we don't have to play the French till the final. Yeah, yeah there's no way in hell. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I suspect you know people who are saying such things are like. Boy, you're overthinking this because they, they they plan on just kicking everybody's butt and winning the title. So, yeah. And if they can't be kick everybody's butt, I don't think they much care where they lose. So, yeah. I agree. 100%. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So it's kind of so so John here. It, it, it's uh, we're doing this on Thursday afternoon. Here in a few minutes, John, I'm going to set up the knockout round bracket for the women's tournament, and uh, I will post it on uh, the Twitter. So that anybody who might be listening can get involved. So 
you and I can next week talk about how well our bracket's doing in the women's tournament. That should be exciting, okay. John. Yeah, very yeah. exciting. So, so just, just John, how many games you watched? Uh, none. None. Part of right. one. Part of one. So, John, when you go to pick your bracket, what are you going? What are you going to do? Are you going to go by team colors or? Uh, I'll go by know? record right now. I mean, I'm pretty much taking uh, USA to win it all the way. So that's my. So you figure that's uh, I, I can't calculate. Let's see, eight eight games, twelve games, four fifteen games. Four of the fifteen games, you already know how you're picking, huh? Is that what you're telling yeah. me? Correct. Yeah, yeah. So there, there you go. So. Uh, and, and uh, what what happens on the other side of the bracket? You're, you're just going making it up as you go along. So yeah, I think I'll either maybe I'll take Germany. So so John, just uh, to to fill you in or Japan. Uh, Japan's my, pretty good. Uh, okay, you go ahead and take Japan, John. So feel feel free take take them all the way to the final, John. Yeah, hey, we'll see. Okay. Uh, just to, to fill, fill you in, John, uh, you know, my, I was rooting for Scotland to do something. Did you see what they did yesterday, John? That's historic. No. Oh, well, so they, they needed to win to advance, uh, potentially advance. It seems they probably would have, but, uh, so they got up three to nothing, John, in the 76th minute. Wow. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it, John? They yep. did not lose, John, but they, they did tight. end up in a tie. They gave up two goals within a minute and, and ended up giving up a penalty kick at the end, which, John, it not only did they have to go to the VAR for, to determine whether there was a penalty kick or not, but the Scottish goalie saved the first penalty kick, and they went to VAR again and said, no, she came off the line too early and gave them a second penalty kick to tie it. Man, yeah, sounds like yeah, uh, yeah. collusion. Yeah, well, it's well. Can you imagine being Scottish and watching? Well, you probably couldn't watch after a certain point, right, John? Right. Yeah, we need to win. We're up three nil. All of a sudden, it's three two. You probably just go hide and and come out and ask what the score was at the end because you really don't. It would kill to watch, right? And that would be brutal. And they take their uh, soccer fairly serious there. Yeah, they 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 they're they're very very much into it. Uh, I read the BBC News's uh, write up of the of the game, and uh, what what did they they say? Uh, Scotland is famous as a nation of glorious losers, and they did it yet again. So, <laughs> wow, they they lost they lost in glory, John. They didn't just find a way to lose, you know, but they snatched a defeat from the jaws of victory. So uh, that's, that's that was pretty not- harsh, man. Yeah, yeah, it's, it was cold. I think that there's a long history, and even in soccer, of them uh, doing such things. So uh, today's today's charming game was uh, Cameroon and uh, New Zealand played, and uh, Cameroon got up one nil, uh, and New Zealand's never scored a goal in uh, in the Women's World Cup. Uh, they still have not scored a goal, John, but uh, Cameroon gave up an own goal to tie it up. So um, uh, there were, I don't remember, five minutes of stoppage time. 
the Cameroon woman decided in the in the final minute to take it on herself and dribbled through two people, passed the ball to herself and beat the goalie one on one for a winning goal. Which, if you go back and watch the highlight, it is it is a, an amazing goal, and that was uh, the end of the game, the last play of the game. So, a little excitement there. And uh, let me just say, because this is the kind of thing I'm into, John. They have great uniforms, uh, Cameroon. Yeah. Bright, bright green tops, uh, yellow socks, and red shorts. Uh, does not, it's hard to top that, John. Yeah, they, they stand out is what you're saying, huh? Yeah, well, yeah, when it, they're playing the, uh, the Fighting Ferns from New Zealand, which is really their nickname, uh, and the Fighting Ferns were in all white. So, yeah, it's kind of a dramatic contrast. So, John, as we're sitting here on Thursday night, it's almost time for the NBA draft. Yeah. Yeah. So, so big trade uh, that changed the draft status last weekend, John, we probably ought to talk about since everybody thinks it's a big deal. So, Anthony Davis goes to the Lakers for half the Laker team and, uh, what, three number one picks, John? Yeah, three number so ones. So, uh, is he worth three players who might all start and uh three number one picks john i i think they stretched uh they definitely reached on this uh, they gave up too much but at the end of the day you know if it brings a title to to la then it, it doesn't matter does it uh no no i think that that would be an answer to the question but john um Who's going to play with uh, LeBron and uh, Kuzma and, and Anthony next year? Well, they're targeting uh, – they're still targeting Kawhi. There's a chance that he might come. I mean, they're going to oh, pick it up. They're going to get it from from free agency and from, from trades. They don't have that much money. Uh, I've seen scenarios where they can make it work. Uh, I haven't. I've, well, I, I've only seen scenarios where it works if Kawhi takes less than max money, and they'll have to get rid of Kuzma, I believe, or they want to well, okay. keep Kuzma, if, if which is one player. If, okay, I, I was assuming you were keeping Kuzma. I, I think you might be right. There might be that much enough money, thirty some million, to get Kawhi if you give up Kuzma, but then you still have a problem. You've got Kawhi and Anthony and LeBron, and you have to field a team of at least five, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I would. I mean, that's a pretty good team, but I think they they need at least uh, two more players. It would be a good three-man team. Yeah, it would be pretty good. You, you don't have a point guard. You don't have anybody bring the ball up, and I guess you let LeBron do that. But uh, so, so, yes, it's uh, – I, I, I don't think it was a good trade, but uh, I – I think Anthony wanted to go to L.A., and I think the Lakers were desperate when he wanted to go to L.A. to have him. So but we'll see how this pans out, right, John? Yeah, it's going to be interesting for sure. So, John, here's the next next piece of it. Uh, rumor has it, and it didn't happen yet and probably won't, rumor has it that the Knicks were offered the Hawks' eighth and tenth pick in this first round for their number three pick. You make that deal, John? Okay, so say that again. Well, the Knicks had a number three pick, right? Correct. Hawks supposedly offered them their picks, number eight and number ten, for the number three. And it's pretty clear that the number three is Barrett. 
Yeah, it's going to be because it'll be Zion, Morant, then Barrett. Is that what they're thinking? Well, unless the Hawks wanted somebody. Yes, that's what everybody's thinking. There There are a couple other options, but Barrett seems to be the number three. Is Barrett worth whoever you get at eight and ten if you're the Knicks? No. Yeah, well, I don't take it's it. Kind of, yeah, and, and I was I was seeing that uh, now that the the Pelicans had the four, there was some talk that they might trade the four for the eight or the ten, but I'm not I'm not sure that that deal was really on the table. But people were speculating. I don't know if the uh, Hawks were trading up to get Barrett or 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 whoever they might have wanted might be there at four. So. But uh, eight and eight and a ten for the three is a, a pretty strong. Uh, it's a good offer. Uh, but I, I think I would, the value of player from that third pick to the eighth and tenth pick is that's a pretty big drop off. Yeah, well, supposedly after six, there's a gap. Yeah, there's year. a huge gap. There's a pretty good, pretty good sized gap. I don't. I I did not memorize uh, the this morning who they were getting. In fact, were they getting the other Duke guy with the eight, with the, the eight pick? And uh, I don't know. Yeah, and I don't remember. Uh, I I looked at it this morning to see uh, who the latest was, but uh, did not stick with me. So uh, there we are on the NBA draft. Uh, hey, hey, John, I saw a trivia piece. I I do not understand it, but uh, you know, only two guys drafted in last year's draft. Actually played in the playoffs this year. Yeah, I mean that doesn't surprise me. Oh, uh, really? I mean, I mean, we act like these guys are coming in as ones and twos in the NBA and are going. Uh, yeah, play last a year's lot draft was pretty pretty lame. I mean, there wasn't. I mean, Mo Wagner was a top was a lottery pick last year and he didn't play. Right. I mean, well, they didn't make the playoffs, so. Right. I think Zion will make – I mean, he's a different story. I think he makes a bigger uh, a bigger difference on whoever he goes to. Okay. So, yes, it's always a, a question about draft picks in any sport. I think they're, they act like they're more meaningful in the NBA than any other sport. And uh, last year's group uh, clearly did not have an immediate impact, so – it's always good to keep in mind as we're watching tonight or watching our Twitter feed to see who does what. Yeah, so, and I think there's a in, – in all reality, I think there's a pretty big drop-off after after Garland, after the top four. You know, Zion, Ja, RJ, Darius Garland, and then, you know, they've got them listed in order from five to ten would be DeAndre Hunter, who's an average player from uh, Virginia Tech. Virginia uh, Virginia, Virginia uh, Jerry yeah. Colbert from Texas Tech, Cam Reddish, I think is probably, I would value him maybe a little higher than seventh, but he's at seventh. No. Uh, yeah, I thought he was the one. I thought he was who the Hawks were taking at eight was the projection this morning, but seven, eight, not a big difference. Yeah, and then they got some guy I've never even heard of uh, from someplace I can't even pronounce. Kobe White, Nasir Little, Jackson Hayes, Brandon Clark, Romeo Langford at 13. Yeah, I, I thought I saw this morning uh, whoever was doing it had uh, Langford going to the Pacers. Yeah. 
uh, seem to be to be doing a lot of Homer stuff. So, well, it'll be it'll be mildly interesting. Give us maybe something to talk about next week, especially if there's a trade. I, I guess I haven't even mentioned the Mike Conley trade, which yeah. I got razzed about. But I, I was shocked that he makes that much money. I was yeah. shocked that he got they got they got three three players and two picks for him. Yeah, I thought that was a lot for him. He's a great point guard, but he's you know his biggest issue is staying on the floor for you know any significant stretch of games. I mean, he, I think I don't think he's ever played a full season. Well, it's been around twelve years. I imagine he probably has, John, but not in the last couple of years he hasn't. You know, yeah. he averaged 21 points a game last year, which is pretty solid. And if you want a point guard, I guess the point was that they, they think they're getting uh, Moran with the second pick. So uh, you only have one ball. Isn't that the way they, they talk about it's it? kind of the way that goes, yeah. It's like kind of what, so I guess he wasn't going to be the ball handler anymore. So you don't need to pay somebody 30 mil. And obviously, since they – are in, in chasing lottery balls. Uh, they need as many body quality bodies as they can get their hands on. So the names they got were not. I, I thought the Pelicans got better bodies uh, based on the list. Uh, you probably didn't memorize the three guys that the Jazz sent. No, Kyle. Kyle. I, the name I remembered most was Kyle Korver, who has kicked around as a shooter and uh, played. Was he on the championship team with the Cavaliers? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cover. Yeah. Right. He's, so uh, that, that was, that was the name. The, 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 he, he might not be the best player, but he was the biggest name. So there you go. So switch it up, John. Uh, we didn't, as I said, you know, my mistake, not looking forward, White Sox and Cubs played this week. Yes. You watch, watch any of it? I did not know. You didn't watch any of the Cub, Cubs White Sox series? I've been busy. This and is... FYI, uh, Kyle Korver has only played three complete NBA seasons. Kyle Korver has. I mean, uh, Mike Conley. Mike Conley. Well, yeah. so he has played full season. You said he hadn't played any. So three out of 12 is not a very good stat. And a lot of them are less than 40 games a season. Well, well, I, I was not denying he gets he he, uh, he uh, has injury problems. I just thought you overstated it with, with never played a full yes. season. Yeah, you, never and you never did. say never. Ne- never say never, right? But no, he he and he's thirty one with twelve years on his legs. Uh, I I can't imagine you think his better years are ahead of him. So yeah, I mean he's on the decline or decline of his of his career. So yeah, that is surprising. Yeah. So. Okay. Anyways, back to the split between the Sox and, and Cubbies. Yeah. So you didn't watch. You know, I, I I follow too many people who who uh, are Sox fans or Sox beat writers who are all excited about the series that the Sox would show that they deserve some respect from the Cubbies to getting a split out of the two games. Get any respect? Do you think? Well, they gave up ten runs in two games. I don't know if it's respectful. <laughs> is that the way you take but i mean yeah they won a game good job you, do they want a pat on the back or they what? did not give up 10 runs in two games what man oh, they gave up eight runs they gave yeah, up eight okay. runs yeah i, I was you, you had me for a moment and then i realized you had the first game backwards so. yep i had the first game backwards eight eight six eight. so yeah i mean we'll send them a participation trophy to the south side if they want <laughs> 
Oh, I have to make sure my son hears that. <laughs> Participation trophy to the south side. So, so John, the White Sox are are, uh, are playing the team from right there in your home uh, next. Yes, they're playing the uh, the Rangers, correct? Yeah, uh, the Rangers, and uh, the Rangers have been a big surprise. The Rangers have played; they have been a very big surprise. I, are I, they are they like six over five hundred? Yeah, I, I, it's going to be hard. I mean, even all the the local pundits, you know, they're like they're just waiting. Everybody's waiting for the other shoe to drop. I mean, waiting for the crash. Yeah, they're waiting for the crash. Somebody's going to get hurt. I mean, the, the pitching staff. I mean, we have games where they start a guy who's literally only we, we know when he starts he's only going to go two innings. Yeah, I mean, it's just that's what we do. They have no starting pitching, so for them to make a deep run or them to really be considered serious threats, they're going to have to make some some moves here soon for sure. Yeah. So, so John, what's their run differential? Uh, plus twenty eight. Are they plus twenty eight? Yeah. Wow. You know that off the top of your head, or you 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 were able this time. You're not in the car. You were able to bring it up. Before I, I already had it right in front of me. Yeah, it right in front of you. Yeah. So 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 John plus twenty eight probably says their record's fairly legit. Then, huh? It is. Um, okay. Well. So uh, we'll so see how I, I we'll think, see if it's sustainable. That's that's my question. Uh, I think I think the White Sox are minus forty four. In fact, I, I actually looked at the Pythagorean uh, win number, and I think the White Sox uh, are like seven or eight wins ahead of what they should have. Uh, so even though it looks like it's kind of a wild cardish matchup between the two, it may not be as tight a matchup as as the record suggests. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I just, I'm just going to put that. I, I don't want my son to really hear that because, he, <laughs> you know, but uh, I, I, I'll say this: a white, I, I need to say this as a White Sox fan. Um, they look like they're going to have a very good and exciting team for years to come. Uh, there is a lot of gelling to be done. You remember those years as a Cubs fan? What five years ago? Mm-hmm. You weren't sure all these guys coming up were going to be as good as they were hyped. And Cubs got pretty lucky, I think. Well, maybe it's not luck, but uh, most of those guys really did pretty well yep exactly uh, and uh had a couple couple have disappeared uh who, who for a moment they thought were hot shit but uh we'll, we'll see if the white Sox, uh you know who are kind of following the same model for building if all these guys really turn out to be uh what they think they might be and it, it would be very exciting if they do so yeah i think they, i mean they're young they're it's a, it could be a very good team they're cheap you, know, you don't have a lot of a lot of right. money going out, so yeah. Abreu is the only one they're really paying much anything to, and I think he's a free agent at the end of the year. So uh, that's uh, they, they've got money. The the big question with every team is pitching, and the problem with the White Sox is all these young guys. A lot of them uh, have had arm issues, so <laughs> you have they're, they're almost exactly like the Rangers. It's, I mean, just. I mean, and I don't follow the White Sox like you do, but just from all the local, I mean, three, four of the starting pitchers from on the Rangers roster are all guys that are coming off of, uh, like some sort Tommy of John. Tommy yeah. John, or right. you know, season-ending shoulder shoulder injury last year, or surgery or something like that. So it's, yeah. it's sounds very familiar. 
Yeah, well, uh, Lopez and Giolito have stayed healthy this year, but uh, two of the guys that they thought were going to be in the rotation are on Tommy John, you know, and Kopech might, well, I guess he could come back this year, but they've pretty much said they're not going rushing back. So they're kind of after Giolito and Lopez, uh, they got a bunch of journeyman types uh, filling out the rotation. So it's kind of like, if the guy pitching uh, tomorrow night, I think, has an 871 ERA starting for him. So, awesome. That's a little high. That, that's uh, awesome sauce right there, boy. Yeah. yeah. So, here we go, John. Uh, Gary Woodland won the uh, the U.S. Open uh, to many of our surprises. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, Held he's... it together enough. Yeah. He's been kind of a career choke come Sunday. Uh, he was 0-7 uh, up until this last weekend with the lead after 54 holes. Yeah. And uh, he held it together. Uh, I thought he played well. He didn't do anything crazy or fancy. He just played golf. And uh, yeah. uh, even with some of the charges coming behind him, and he had, you know, he I'm sure he heard uh, – even though he was in front of him and as far as the golf course goes, but I'm sure he heard Brooks's uh, footsteps at certain points. Right. Yeah. It got down to one stroke at one point. And he was, man, he really could add an opportunity to, to dominate if he ended, you know, if he doesn't make a couple of really stupid mistakes, but um, so, yeah, I thought it was good. It was entertaining. It was uh, the golf course played a lot easier than I think the USGA wanted it to. Uh, but unfortunately that, main defense for that golf course is wind and there yeah. was none pretty yeah. much the entire weekend or the entire week tournament. Yeah. So therefore your, your scoring was, was well, wind, wind. And I think they would liked it to have been drier. I think they got a lot of, it, it, it was pretty soft. Uh, yeah. I, I forget the terminology they used to that wet fog that basically hung yeah, over the, the golf mar- course. Marine layer coming in. Marine layer. Yes. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, they showed it often enough on the telecast. <laughs> uh, thank, thank you for the marine marine layer. Yes, uh, I, I think that definitely. Uh, I thought the golf course held up pretty well, but uh, and and as I said a week ago, they, they kind of took the driver out of people's hands uh, for the last a lot of the last holes. So um, on the back nine, I, I think if, if I, I'm thinking. Uh, 15 and 16, they didn't hit driver. Uh, I don't think they hit driver on 13. So the, the last par fours, uh, you, you were, they were hitting irons, which kind of changes the nature of the game. So fewer mistakes with an iron, right, John? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Of course, so. not for everybody. So a lot no, of guys, no. I saw a lot of guys hit those irons off the tee and in the yeah. trouble also. Yeah, yeah, you can you can still whiff a long iron or a hybrid, but it, I think uh, try, trying to hit a thirty yard wide fairway with a driver is uh, yeah uh, a trickier thing. All right, John. Well, uh, we'll be talking more about golf as we we head to Ireland uh, next month, and uh, we look forward to seeing another new course. It, even I'm not old enough to to remember the last time they played an open uh, there, which was 1951. So. Uh, that's, I, I can't even fake it. So, you know, <laughs> can't even fake it. Okay. You can't even fake that I, I remember. No. So, there you go, John. Yeah. Always, uh, we always look forward to the open. It's a much different type of golf. Um, 
It'll probably look a lot like it did with the marine layer and everything at Pebble, though. Yeah, I guarantee you there'll be wind wind in Ireland. Yeah, you guarantee. Okay. Well, there you go. There you went on a limb again. It's kind of like Conley. You're guaranteeing. Yeah. The thing is, the uh, uh, Royal and Ancient doesn't give a shit if they shoot 20 under. It doesn't seem, John. No, they don't. See, it seems to really hurt the butt of the USGA if they do. Yeah, I saw one tweet. It was like, oh, man, are these guys really going to pay next year at Chittagong? Oh, yeah, they're pro- they may not have fairways next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a there's a mower-wide strip out there someplace yep. that you can't see from the tee. Yep. Get that, fuckers. Yeah. Yep, good luck. Good luck, yeah. And so, uh, there will be no par fives. It'll all be 520 yard par fours. Yeah, 520 yard par par fours with no, with no fairway, right? So yeah, yeah. So they, that's probably yeah. we love the USGA. Yeah. All right, John. It's been been good talking to you. Yes, sir. It's been you have been a good. good. Weekend. You too. Enjoy your your sports viewing this weekend. Uh, I I'm, I I won't view a thing i'm on the road we're going to a wedding on saturday and driving all day friday and sunday to get there and come back so i I will see (laughs) i will see almost nothing yes well that's a real bummer yeah well yeah yeah it sucks to suck yep all right take care john have a great weekend okay bye bye